Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Growing Up Female with me, Connie Simmons. This is the podcast where we chat about what it's really like to grow up female behind the shiny social media profile. I'll be chatting to a whole host of young, inspirational women about race, beauty standards, periods, body shaming, sex, relationships, social media, everything it means to grow up as a female today. So today's episode is a bit of a different one. Um, Today's guest is someone very close to my heart. Um, It's my lovely mum. Mum, say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. (laughs) She's very nervous and giggly. (laughs) Um, You like to stay in the background, don't you, mum? You're not really into all this talking and filming and stuff, are you? No, I'm not. But don't worry, because we're going to be talking about my journey today. So I thought there's no one better than having my mum on this episode to kind of give her perspective on what... I was like growing up female. Um, it's been a roller coaster, but it's been a good one. A very good one, Connie. Oh, thanks, Mum. Um, so we're going to talk about that today. And what may- makes me laugh is that you always said, you always say to us, me and my brothers, make sure you don't talk about yourself too much. Make sure you always ask the person questions. You know, but make sure you're polite. Ask them how they're getting on. And this is like now my excuse to talk about myself for half an hour. Woo! Very exciting, Connie. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Oh, thanks, Mum. So I'm going to start off from literally like day one because um, I came across a quote. Um, obviously, I'm massive into like giving women confidence and stuff like that. And they say like, remember that fearless little girl that you once were. Like, where is she gone? And try and find that girl again. Um, so what was I like as a little girl? As a little girl, you were very bubbly, very confident. I, Bossy. <laughs> yes, you were like, <laughs> actually, you were like a second mum to the boys. Still you am. put them in their place. Yeah. But they adore you and you're a great role model to them. And Aww. they often ask you for advice as well. Yes, they do. Um, and um, I, I guess if the, I was like that as a little girl, gosh, um, I'm still like that now. Yes, you are, but you went through little stages where your confidence might have gone a little bit. But yeah, which we'll overall, talk about. Yes, but overall, um, very inspiring, and the boys are so, your brothers are so proud of you. Oh, I might cry. I'm too <laughs> hormonal for this. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess, I, I think now I finally have come back to that that same um, confident Connie that I was when I was little. I think I finally now, at 26, have got that confidence back, but... Um, yeah, it's, t- it's, it's been a, it's been an amazing journey and definitely one that I, I'd like to share because I think it could help a lot of women out there. And obviously, mum, your perspective as a mother and having a daughter going through all sorts of things, it'd be nice to just hear your opinion on it all. So, 
um, we're going to start off like by saying like having three brothers because obviously there's a lot of equality stuff going on now. But I feel like when we were growing up, um, it was really equal. I wasn't treated right. No, Connie, that's for girls. And the boys are doing that because that's for boys. I kind of did everything that they did. Was that intentional or did you just go with the flow? I would say I did go a little bit of the flow. It was your personality. Um and also having four children, I was really busy. So I was really lucky that I could go with the flow with you. Mm. Used to love sport like the boys, even though I tried to um, stop you from doing football outside. I thought, God, I can't deal with not more dirty boots, nor dirty <laughs> kit. But you were insistent. And then James's, the girls in James's year said to me, um, Veronica, you've got to let Connie do football. And I thought, okay, okay. Mm-mm. So there it I was. It wasn't because I was a girl that you didn't want me to do it. It was just, more. I think you had three boys doing it already. You yeah. kind of wanted... Uh, you were doing the Irish dancing, and, yeah. um, um, which you love and you were great at. But um, And I was glad that you did stick to your guns, yes. which is good. You're a strong, um, great personality and you did really well in the football and loved it. I loved football. I love football and Irish dancing. I guess I'm like, mm. I'm like half boy, half girl, really. Which is really great. It's really easy because what's really great about you as well, um, having to drag you along to watch the boys at football because you love football, love yeah. sport. You didn't mind. No, I didn't mind watching them on Sundays. They were their football was quite serious as well, and I understood that. Like they were playing for Chelsea and stuff, so we all supported them as a family, and that's really important. We still do now. Absolutely, that's, that's really important. Um, so I think that really paid off because I also think that being treated exactly the same as my brothers and being told that I can do what they can do and I knew I could do the same as what they could do, I've never f- like felt inferior to men. Like I know a lot of women like might feel that way or whatever, but I've never seen men as my competition in the workplace. I've just seen it as I'm as good as you. It's not never been about gender for me. And I think that's probably having three brothers and just being exactly the same growing up, um, which has really paid off. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a massive jump to something that boys don't have to deal with and they probably need to know more about, but my period. So this is I think the first shocking moment growing up, actually. I was age ten in my summer uniform in primary school, very young. I think we were only just learning about and actually we hadn't even learned about it. Um, so I had no idea. I noticed I was bleeding um, while we were lifting tables or something, but I just thought that I had cut myself. I was a tomboy, so it was no big deal for me. Um, and we came home from school uh, with me and Bradley on the sofa, and um, you noticed that I had leaked through onto your lovely cream sofas. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And... Um, I just remember you saying to Bradley, right, Bradley, um, who was two years younger and completely, or he would have been, what, seven or eight, he completely like, what the hell's going on? Go upstairs and change your uniform. And I thought, why is she not asking me to change my uniform? But what 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 was your reaction to that, Mum? I was 10 years old. Were you expecting it? I was not expecting it because I was 14 and my sister was 16. So um, I was really surprised, but I knew I had to stay calm. And what I decided to do was not let you go to school the next day and yeah. try to make it a nice thing. Yes. And brought you out and we bought sandwich towels, and little knickers, little thing. Just made it a lovely day. And um, yeah, and you handled it very well. Yeah, I actually, I think, well, you handled it very well. Because if you were scared and like, what the hell is going on? Then, you know, how your parents react, you mimic, I guess, especially as a young age. If your parents are scared, then you're going to be scared, aren't you? Um but yeah, I got a day off the next day. Well, you obviously explained to me what was happening. I totally explained to you what was happening. And then we had I had the day off the next day. 
And we went to Marks and Spencers and got my first bras and some knickers and some solitary <laughs> towels. I think I was like a 30 double <laughs> uh, And that soon changed. Well, bloody hell, in a year, I was about 34C, I think. You were. You, you <laughs> I did developed really quick then. Mm. Um, but yeah, 10 was really young. Thinking yeah, about far it. too young. But um, these and, things happen. And I remember um, then learning <clears throat> about sex education, I think, a year later so a whole year I lived in secrecy with being on my period only you knew you probably told my aunties or whatever but I didn't care um but I never told any friends or anything I did feel a bit like an alien I must admit I did feel like god why me why so why am I why do I have to be so young and I did feel a bit um embarrassed and then I blacked up the courage to tell one friend Ruby uh, she was my best friend at the time and then I remember sitting in sex education in year six so this is the year after and they talked about periods and she was like looking at me the whole time and like giving me a nudge and kicking me and I was like stop making it so obvious that I've been on my period for a whole year <laughs> she made it so obvious and I was just like I just felt I wanted the room to swallow me up um, she probably didn't realise she was, but you just can't help it when you're that young. Um, and then by the time I got to secondary school, I still felt, I still made out that I hadn't started my period because no one still hadn't. Like most of my friends started at 14. And I was like, what, four years experience with it. And I, But I didn't tell anyone. I made out that I still hadn't started my period because it was such an embarrassing thing. It felt so embarrassing, but it shouldn't. And I know people are talking about periods a lot more now. This is why it's quite good that they start sex education at school a little bit younger. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Just and and it just stress that it's really natural because what well, my little cousins, your nieces and nephew, they're quite open to telling us that they're learning about sex sex education. They seem less much less embarrassed. Well, Ava seems less embarrassing than what we ever did. So it is a very natural thing, and I guess parents just need to stay calm like you did and just try and make it a positive thing. And I didn't worry really after that because you weren't worried. So that was really, really good. But that just like goes to show that's probably why I developed, I obviously started puberty much younger, developed much younger. So had boobs and everything going, like going into um, secondary school. Mm. You're very mature for your age as well, mentally. Yeah, so. Very grown up and still always a um, very grown up for your age. but then I then that made me that did often make me feel a little bit out of place. So all my friends were so petite, and none of them had started puberty, none of them had boobs, none of them were shaving their armpits or anything like that. And I had already been doing that and trying to like play it cool. But that instead of feeling like oh, do you know, you've just started puberty before friends, and everyone stop comp- like instead of comparing myself, I thought I was bigger. I just associated having boobs and being more curvaceous as being bigger. So I've always felt bigger than the girls around me and always compared myself and I guess although being very confident in sport and confident in uh, academically and things like that I probably my confidence was probably knocked physically like from quite a young age because of starting puberty so young now looking back thinking about it which is quite interesting um it's always been sort of there in the back of my mind I think because like even in secondary school, I always had to wear two sports bras when I had friends that didn't even need to wear one, probably. So, and then when, when I had a PE teacher once say to me, um, Connie, next, and he was a male PE teacher, he said, Connie, you need to um, 
wear a sports bra next time you come to PE. And it was in front of a mixed class of boys and girls. We were practicing 100 meter sprints, trialing out for the sports day. And he said that in front of the whole class. And I already had a sports bra on, but the really good supportive ones weren't out there yet. It was just like those like little ones that you slip on top of, which, which probably wasn't enough. But I did have two of them on. I wanted the ground to swallow me up. Yeah, that was very unsensitive because you are very sensitive about your bodies at that age. I am. Yeah, I still, I still mm. can be sometimes. Mm. If you catch me on a bad day, oh my gosh. But yeah, definitely then I was definitely felt insensitive and I felt, I did feel fat even though I wasn't fat. No, you were never fat. I'd say that you'd only ever put on weight really once you started work. Yeah, we'll get on to that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, I think being more developed led to attracting older guys at school which then led to older girls not being very nice to me so that was quite um a tough time at high school high school I loved and I loved um I loved sport and everything about high school apart from these girls really they made it a bit I didn't tell you until um I got a prank call one day didn't I absolutely I think it's because you were um, a very attractive girl very outgoing (laughs) so Obviously, and I was, to get, I, and, and, I, and the old boys, yeah, liked you. Boys in my year were not interested. I was far too boys. womanly. Yeah, but it was boys older, um, which I you can't help. And yeah, the girls in that mm. year, their year really did not like mm. it. That's why I do feel that mothers have to um, teach their um, girls really good values as well, mm-hmm. so that they keep a really good reputation. Yeah, And I remember speaking to you at a young age and you said to me, Mum, why are you making me grow up so quick? Why are you saying these things to me? Talking and then sex. something mm. something did happen a few um, years, a couple of years later. And so now I understand why you spoke to me, gave me that kind of advice. Because we've grown up in an area where Mum grew up. So basically your friends, kids, we've grown up with. Does that make sense? Yes. And... Um, some of them were teasing one of my brothers saying, oh, I bet my dad slept with your mum, which my brother was horrified about and it wasn't true. And mum just said to us, well, see, that's, so, that's why it's so important to keep your reputation, stay classy because your reputation never leaves you. And you taught me that from a young age. Stay classy and just to keep your reputation in check. And it Absolutely. And I definitely believe that. I know everyone's, like, nowadays everyone's just like... Um, you know, if girls, if you want to sleep around, sleep around, sex is sex. But I do think there is an element of staying mysterious and keeping your reputation that's really important. I think I think you start lacking confidence when you start being a bit too easy. Because, yeah, I find my friends were like that, yeah. quiet in the corner, whereas I knew that my sister and I and friends, we could be a little more loud, a bit more yeah. confidence. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, yeah, but let, let's go back to um, talking about um, bullies and stuff like that is some, a topic I want to cover because um, I get messages online even from women like older women who are saying that they're still getting trouble at work in the workplace and I know you've experienced that as well mum um, but um, we had MSN growing up and that's what it was at the point where it was the dial up so if mum wanted to use a phone we had to come off and we'd be like hurry up mum get off the phone I'm on MSN um you didn't have like internet like we do now um and even then so much cyberbullying went on so it's really really bad now kids go home they can't escape bullies because bullies are, can contact them on their phones and stuff like that but it even happened then with MSN I remember these two girls in particular that gave me a hard time at school um, they would create fake MSN accounts and try and make me 
and make out that they were someone who I didn't know and tried to make me slag them off so that they could print the conversation off and take it into school and give a reason to like confront me. But I clocked on straight away because I thought, why is a stranger asking me about this person and that person and trying to make me say all these bad things? And I knew straight away. So luckily I had a wise head with me and I was a bit streetwise, but um yeah they could have I mean if if you weren't they would have they would have come into school and they would have confronted me with all this list of things that I said about them just to give any excuse to have a go um but anyway they had gave me their fa- fair share of prank calls telling me when I was off sick once I remember I put it on loudspeaker for you to hear mum what did they say oh, we hope you're so we hope you're so ill that you die and can't come back to school and that shocked you didn't you no it did shock me because I knew it really affected you and you would find it hard to sleep at that point yeah, I was getting prank calls, calling me fat and everything. And then I actually horrible. bumped into them once they, once they left school, because they were two years older than me. So at least I had two years of them not being there, which was such a relief. Because every day I'd come to school thinking, oh, what are they going to confront me about today? Um, and uh, when, That's well, why I think it's really important as a mum that you've got to be a really good friend and be aware yeah. and give your children and time, yeah. give them a lot of time. So where I could come home and speak to you, what what... You know, what would you advise mums, like, if if they're worried about their child, say their child's really quiet all of a sudden, or then, you know, you sometimes you just have a gut instinct as a mum. Do you just keep talking to your child? What if the child doesn't want to talk? What do you do? Do you confront the school? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um... You you de- definitely have to talk to your children, um, and then I think if you th- feel things are getting out of control, then have a word with a teacher and say that it's in confidence and to make sure they're okay at school. But I think your child, if you've got a good relationship, will eventually talk to you. And what if they're getting? Um, what if it's happening when they get home and then it's on their phone? Do you think that? It's hard to say because we didn't really have phones, but would you say you would monitor your child's phone? Would you say no phones at night time and then you have the password to their phone or does that invade their privacy? Like, it's really hard to know what to do. Um, I watch now, like, my sister's got a younger girl and social media's a lot worse today. 
and um, she she's not, allowed, she's not allowed social media is she no and at night she takes away the phones yeah. and I think that's um, the, the right thing to do and yeah. again always talk to children make them aware of what can happen yeah and I do think that you, as parents if your child's under 18 maybe under 16 you should have be able to have access to their phones I think that should be the thing if you want a phone at this age then I need to know your password so if you do ever feel like you need to access their phones and just make sure that they're okay or that they're not maybe getting influenced and sending nasty messages you just don't know like you might mm, not think you're totally agree with that Charles mm. a bully but who know they might get drawn in with the wrong crowd and get influenced and just join in so I think yeah I, I personally would want to have my child's uh, password until they're at an age where you can't really have you can't really be that intrusive that's what I would say totally agree with that because it is getting a bit dangerous now and I love that Ava she's 12 she does is she 12 no she's Ava's not. 11 11 yeah that she doesn't have social media she said I'm not allowed Instagram I'm so glad she's not allowed Instagram yeah Jackie's wise it's a good yeah, thing to do because I just think that's just far too young um their little minds can't handle all, no and all, she there's images and stuff of on there that she like of of like what we say I say perfect with speech marks um women it's all airbrush and photoshop she would have never seen before and I just don't want her to be influenced by that I want her to love herself for herself yeah no we're really lucky grown up we never really thought about our figures or our bodies we're very very lucky yeah exactly um so after you, after high school and after those two cows left, <laughs> um, hope, hope you're listening. I'm joking. I'm only joking. Um, I I felt a bit more free and then um, didn't know really where I wanted to go career wise. I wanted to be a TV presenter back in the day, and I also wanted to work in advertising, and I wanted to be a detective. I just want I want to be wanted to be everything. <laughs> I wanted to be everything. Um, and I remember like thinking to myself, do I really want to go to uni? I, d- I didn't really want to go. No, you I? didn't want to go. Um, and I was working at the BBC as a runner. So yeah. I was like, well, you know, I'll just do that. And oh, and then I worked at Waitrose because I loved having money and buying clothes and going out on the weekend. So I was working at Waitrose, BBC and trying to do my A-levels because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I thought, well, I better do my A-levels in case I do end up having mm. to go to uni. But then that... But you were advised, weren't you, by so many people, if you want to get further in life, go to uni. Yeah, at that point, point, that was the case. But I would not you. say that is the case now. No. Um, and because I was doing so many jobs, um, my grades my grades suffered yeah, a little bit. Yeah, second year. <laughs> you um, didn't get your first choice. No, I didn't you? get my first choice. I got my very last choice, yeah. and it was the same uni as where my brother was at. <laughs> Like, oh, who'd God. want to go to uni with her brother <laughs> well, he, he probably thought why oh, no. he probably thought oh for goodness sake my sister I'm having a real good time here in Bristol why is my sister coming my younger sister um, yeah but I went in the end didn't I mum I went to uni in the end everyone said just go yeah and you did really well on your course you want to make sure you come out of the 2-1 after yeah, I what thought, happened to you with your A-levels yeah I thought oh if I, I don't really want to be here I didn't enjoy the uni experience but you enjoyed but the course didn't you I love my course yeah and you said to me, but what, what happened was, because it was my my literally last um, d- choice, 
I didn't get the accommodation that I wanted. So I wasn't on campus. And I ended up in halls with five Chinese students that yeah, didn't so speak much English. And I was like, I'm sure you're supposed to meet like your best friends for life in halls. What is yeah. going on? You had a lunatic had this, living next door to you Yeah, as then well. I had the beatboxer next door. Oh my I God. I didn't want to leave you <laughs> at uni. <laughs> I had to like fr- I throw shoes at the wall to get him to shut up at night. And there was like um, chicken feet and black bean sauce in the fridge and like octopuses steaming on the on the cooker it was just like a whole cultural shock i felt like i was in china like it was mad because it was five of them and they all would have dinner together and it was like so different but it meant i had to sort of go that extra mile to meet people um but i just i didn't have the confidence at that point i remember you saying to me you're not coming home until you meet friends you're really popular at school you were tough on me and it's good to be tough at times Go, just go and make some friends and then we'll see in six months time how you feel. Um, which is probably the best thing you did because I, I, I just, it forced me to go meet people on other floors and stuff. And I did meet people, not friends for life, I would I would have to admit, but it made me stay. Um, but because I felt so out of control in my environment and I still lacked so much body confidence, so I had confidence in my ability, like I say all the time, like I knew that I'd do well in my course and I knew that I could, I was sporty and stuff, but I still lack confidence in how I looked. It's just mental. And I always felt fat, especially as the girls I met were all really skinny again. Um, it's like, I was like, why am I the only curvy person? Um, I didn't realise that they had loads of like um, eating issues and stuff as well. Like, so it was, um, you don't know what people are going through you know you just judge people um when you meet them and then because I felt so out of control I started then control controlling my diet I guess my weight it was something for me to focus on and to keep me distracted so I do like no carb diets so literally no 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 um I wouldn't even have the sweeter vegetables I wouldn't even eat peppers or sweet corn or anything like that or carrots or anything that I thought had loads of carbs in so I was, but, but then I, the bad thing is I was eating things like sausages, like, so it just doesn't make sense now <laughs> to me, but I must have read, I read this book called Skinny Pigs and it was about no, no carbs and how she lost weight by eating no carbs and she, and she could eat Indian takeaways, but just, just have the vegetable dishes with the, and I, I'm just thinking, now thinking about it, it's so bad, such bad. bad, such bad information, <laughs> but I, then those diets never lasted long, obviously. Um, and then the biggest shock was when I sent you a photograph, didn't I? I had allergic reaction. I had to go to A&E because I'd taken diet pills that were dodgy. What did you didn't even know I was going through all of this? Really? No, did I didn't I? know you were going through all of this. And I, I was shocked. And I said, oh, Connie, what have you done? I know. You know, it was like disappointed. I was like, oh, I'm no, sorry. I wasn't disappointed in you at all. Um, as you say, it's grown up and I know these things can happen. Yeah. But it's really good that you did phone, did send photographs. Yeah. And we, you sorted that it out. photograph's in my book, actually. Yeah, you sorted it out, Connie. My brother found it mm. all these years later. He was like, look, I've just found on my phone. It's me, like, big and red. I never really worried about you because I knew you had a good head on you. So, if, what, so mm. even if when I was going through those times, you knew I'd get out of them? Kind I of did. Thing. And also, as I said to you, if you ever felt bad, always come home. You're, you're... But where, does that in, where did that inner strength? Where does that inner strength come from? How come I've got that? Because not 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 everyone does. Like some people would have just spiraled and spiraled, and it could have led to eating disorder, severe eating disorders. Where have I got that strength from? Is that my personality? Is that something that 
that you and dad have shown me or I don't know because I always think that like how come I can talk to myself and get myself out of these ruts I think it's a combination Connie combination yeah maybe having that support at home Mm. really does help because I I remember I'd say to your mum I really want to come home I've got no money and you and dad would always come together and say like yeah don't worry we'll get your train home like I always knew I could come home you never made me feel unwelcome or that you weren't there and you're only over a phone call away I guess that's really important being able to talk to your mum is really important I remember some days as well I would eat I wouldn't eat all day and then I was so hungry I'd just eat a whole tub of Hagen dazs <laughs> and and um, the worst points were when I was home alone all the girls would say if they my housemates would go back to their um houses or boyfriends or whatever for the weekend and like some of them would do it last minute so then I and I didn't have the I didn't plan to come home and I knew I was home alone that whole weekend that's when it hit me most so it wasn't necessary always because I felt big because at uni sometimes my I was really fit I'd had like a, a gym obsession as well so I was mm. actually really fit you were you're really good yeah I was in great shape because I was so bloody obsessed it wasn't it was in great shape but not it was obsessive so it wasn't healthy mentally but um yeah it was things like feeling lonely that would then trigger the the want to binge on go to the local co-op there's always co-op in bristol and get all the chocolate was on offer and the hagen and whatever or the domino's pizza it is a hard age because you are trying to find yourself and work out what you are all about definitely and you, you don't know where you're going to go career-wise. Mm. You don't know if the people that you're living with you trust or are going to be friends for life. Or you've only just really met them. And then you also have... You're a woman, all your hormones are flying all over the place. You're far away from home. University's a really tough time. And when people are like, the time of my life, freshers week, I'm like, how are you having the time of your life with people you've never met before? I don't get it. I never understood it. Mm. Well, I was even surprised when I dropped Elliot off at university first day and all his confidence went and because all of a sudden, because he never knew anyone and I didn't think I'd see that in Elliot. Yeah. But it is. It's, it's, uh, the, it's when you it's don't know. Unknown. unknown, absolutely. So I guess it is totally normal. I think most children feel that yeah, way. But you do feel like you're the only one because you look at everyone, you think everyone around you is so confident, but they're mm, not they're really. Not. No. It's an act. Unless they've maybe gone with somebody they do know, then that does help. Yeah. And... and um, just just for any mums listening who might have um, daughters or whatever going deciding on their path, university now, personally, I would say don't f- like force your child into university if it's not what they want to do. If they don't have a course that they really, really want to do, um, you know, work experience, I think, done me wonders. My CV is great with work experience. Obviously, I'd got the degree, which helps as well, help, help me with my jobs after uni. But... Um, Working your way up in a in a business, I think, can be just as um, beneficial or successful or whatever. What would your advice be? Well, with four children, two have gone to university and two haven't. Yeah. And I'd say the four of you have done as well as each other. Yeah. All very successful. And that's because very we've all happy. done stuff that we enjoy, yeah, we're passionate about. Yeah, all of you have gone into careers, luckily, that you're compassionate about. Elliot was maybe the one that wasn't so sure and... Um, he dis- he went firstly to sports college and then secondly, he was able oh, to do yeah. construction. But he's loving his job and it ended up being the right route for Elliot. Yeah, but it took a few different things. He did have to try out a few different things. But I think um, one thing that's with children, keep them busy. Yeah. As well to keep them out of trouble. 
as soon as they can have Saturday jobs or work, get them working. Yeah. And as well as earning money, it's really good. Um, social skills. Uh, tell great social skills. And it helps you deal with people and the outside world. And it helps build your CV from a young age. And people love that. They think you're a grafter as well. Yeah. Because I know so many people come out of uni, they didn't work before they went to uni. And then they're trying to get a job and they've got no... They've got no... Work experience. Yeah, because even having that work experience, like mine was Waitrose and Topshop. Hmm. You can pull out skills that you learn from them that can help you in the next job, like customer service and dealing with difficult customers and things like that. I think... I would say, well, my kids, when I when they're old enough, they're definitely, as soon as they're 16, going into work. No matter how much money I've got to give them or little money I've got to give them, just for the simple that fact that I think I learnt so much by going to work, learning the value of money. And I just don't, I've never really, I've never wanted to ask you and dad for money. I like having my own. And I think that's something we need to teach young people to just really enjoy having their own money and their own. It gives you independence and definitely makes you hungry as well to succeed. Yeah, it makes you more ambitious. rather than if you've keep being given everything. Yeah, but not not I me. Mean, I'm not not everyone's motivated by money, but it's definitely nice to have it there. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, um, and and that's exactly what my attitude was when I graduated. I remember on my graduation day, I made you and Dad. You were like, "Oh, should we make a weekend of it?" I was like, "No, I'm never going to Bristol again. I hate it." And we got a train there and back in the same day. And you and Dad were enjoying the champagne and the canapes, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, I've got my scroll or whatever it is certificate. Can we go now?" And you were just like, you both were just so shocked by how unbothered I was. I know. I just wanted to leave and just... You I, wanted to work, Connie, as well. You, I did. And you were such a, um, a good girl. You actually had a job before you left university. I know. I was applying straight away. Yeah, because you, yeah, you love being independent. But, but now I look back and I think, God, just chill, babes. Like, just chill. I was just so sick of being skint and budgeting and stuff. But I was just like, I should have just... Maybe should have just chilled a little bit and enjoyed the summer a bit. I don't know. But anyway, I went straight into a job, didn't I? Gumtree, um, which was fun it was different which led you then to a marketing job yeah which then led to a marketing job but um again which has really helped you now with your career now i know it's opened a lot of doors i know so it, everything happens for a reason um it also led to massive weight gain my big the biggest i was because i was like none of them diets worked fuck it i'm just gonna eat what i want and just try and be happy that way and, and you that, had more of a sitting job as well which i was sitting help. down a lot no exercise mm. completely mm. stopped doing exercise um, and then, yeah, got got my marketing job. And then, gosh, now my life completely turned around because of the being so unhealthy, which is crazy. So the marketing obviously helped mm. with um, working on social media and stuff, but became really unhealthy. My mm. lifestyle wasn't great, was it? No, well... Remember at one stage, and Bradley used to always try to get you training. Go, just leave me alone. I'm happy. Just leave me alone. I know. And then it's me asked you to. <laughs> so Brad, Bradley, my brother, personal trainer, he was always saying, "Come on, Connie. Like, come on." He was quite tough, though. He was. He tough. probably didn't approach it in the right way at first. But he he, he was needed really an ordinary young. girl, didn't he? He needed an ordinary girl well, rather than like all well, models. Well, I, I I said to him, "You're just training models on your Instagram." If you really want, if you really want to train me, then you put me on your Instagram so that girl, other girls can feel they can relate to your page more, you know. So it was both of us a joint effort, and obviously my marketing coming into play. And he was like, "All right then," and I ended up leaving my marketing job to work support Bradley on his. Like, he has some projects, 
I took a massive pay cut, but I was so unhappy and I was, I just thought something in my gut told me, just go for it. You're living at home, you've got no responsibilities. Um, if Take it doesn't work out, you've got a good CV, you can go back into marketing. Um, that was the biggest risk I've ever taken and it's paid off like t- t- 10 times you know, you've been so happy, so happy working with Bradley, both of you together, started training, great team. Started training with Bradley and then I, I realised actually what life is all about. <laughs> a little bit. No, I just stopped, I just stopped worrying about my weight and just focused on being healthy and happy. Mm. And then um, my own Instagram. You realised that you, um, exercise really did help you. Yeah. Because um, I love sport and I lost yeah. my love for sport and yeah. then I had to refine it again. Mm. And that, that was that. You know, and then when Bradley put me on his page, so many women could relate to me. They started following me, and then um, followed my journey, my weight, my healthy weight loss journey, which then led to my book, Healthy Forever. Um, I, and I found my love for cooking again, and then I did my nutritional diploma. And Mum, you've learned so much from me and Brad, haven't you? Well, I learned all about calories, which I never looked at before. <laughs> well, <laughs> and sugar, and really, I've learned little good hints as well. But I don't focus on calories. That's oh no, 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 highlight. no, absolutely, you don't. Bradley's a bit more calorie focused, yes, because he's a PT, and I'm studying PT now, and yeah. I can see it's, mm. it's scientifically what yeah. what you eat, what mm. goes in, goes yeah. out, blah blah blah. Yeah. But I'm I'm a lot more focused on just eating real food, making it delicious, enjoying mm. it, and not obsessing and just being mindful about food that's what it is I learned how to be mindful and a bit smarter about yeah sugars and food that's yeah, what like, I, I so I think a lot of the cooking growing up was like jars sauces and, jarred yeah. sauces and stuff. easy so we, cooking we use a lot less of that now don't we and things Absolutely. like that which is really really good um but yeah anyway really happy now um feeling healthy and everything just has kind of been really positive which goes to show like everyone has ups and downs in life we all on, we all have a journey and i just think you have to follow your gut and follow your passions and just go with it and have fun with it which is really really important um and now i'm what 27 and i'm pregnant i'm 8 and 8 months pregnant ah and i'm going to be a mum so i've learned loads from you mum and how you brought us up what sort of mum do you think I'll be? Do you think I'll be a bossy mum like I was a bossy girl? Or <laughs> what do you think I'll be like? You weren't really a bossy girl. Um, what you'd be like, a brilliant mum. As I always said, Connie, whatever I could do, you can do better. Aww. And I mean that. Um, <laughs> and no, you're being absolutely amazing mum. Mum, you're a lot more, I'd say you're a lot more patient than me. But <laughs> I might find patience now I become a mum. when I become You will, a you will. No, you are patient, but you should say, I, maybe I've, just, no, I've become not. maybe a bit more laid back. No, but I do f- I think I'm a lot more firm and like tougher than you. I think you're very gentle and mm. soft, which is nice. Yeah, that's why you could take a little bit more of the mother role as well with the boys. Yeah, I'd which was great. But the boys, shape. yeah. Whip them into shape. <laughs> but they do adore you, so. Yeah, I'm really excited. How, how are you feeling about becoming a nan? At first, because we were planning on the wedding first. Oh, yeah. When we, and then you we're said... We're Catholic, you see. You're yeah. supposed to get married before you have a baby. <laughs> but then, <laughs> sensibly, as you were saying, Mum, by the time um, I can pay for the wedding and for a house, um, I, I'd be a lot older and I would love to have four children. So mm. I'm thinking I'd like to start now, which is a very wise thing well, I just to thought do. If I say for the wedding, our family's massive. It's a lot of money. By the time I say for the wedding, I'm going to be 
a certain age, then I might not be able to have the amount of kids that I'd like to have. And then we're still, we've got a one bedroom flat, which is tiny. So, mm. you know, this is the way it's going to go. And everyone's been really. Yeah, but we're all accepting. so excited, so excited. I'm really proud. We not long wait. now. Not yeah. long now. Um, okay, so I'm going to round it up there and ask you, Mum, like three bits of advice just based on what we, all, everything we've said today that you would maybe give other mums who have daughters growing up. Um, have you got any advice that you'd give them? Um, the only advice I'd give is like respect yourself, respect your um, body, work hard and believe in yourself. Um, That's nice. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically today you've, what you said as well is follow your passion in terms of career. Like go do what you enjoy and then you'll do well at it, which Absolutely. is a really good point. And keep your children busy. Encourage them to get jobs straight away so that they're not distracted maybe by too much social media and stuff. That they're not sitting on their phones on the weekends. And surround yourself with really good friends, ambitious yeah, friends. That's great. And three bits of advice I'd give my younger self would probably be because I do, I ask all my guests what advice, sort of advice you'd give your your younger self. My younger self, I would say, say, stop comparing yourself to everyone around you. I have compared myself for so long to all the girls around me. Now I don't do it anymore. It's just poisonous. I have got a completely different DNA build up to anyone, people even related to me, let alone friends um, that aren't related to me. So just you know, just love yourself you know realize that you're this is this is who you are this is what you're born with make the most of it um i'd also say work hard play hard um and life is all about balance so you know if you want to buy that dress if you want to go on that holiday go for it but just don't get yourself into trouble still have a plan um like i'm talking financially don't get into so, debt yeah things like that <laughs> because i i i've being able to enjoy life but I've always had a plan I've been organized and it's allowed me to get my first property at 25 which I think is an amazing achievement nowadays uh, without I'm not bragging it's just the you organization did it on your own very proud of you, yeah Penny. and just staying focused but I've also enjoyed the finer things in life so just having that balance throughout life in general I think is really important and mm. just have fun with it work hard play hard work hard play hard <laughs> thanks for coming today mum <laughs> thank you. you Connie love you too <laughs> Thank you for listening to Growing Up Female. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, then please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. And why not follow me on Instagram at Connie Simmons. Goodbye. See you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.